0: Okay, I gotta do the intro. <laughs> all right, this is—I always hate this part. It's the lame. It's the second worst part of doing all this shit. Uh, the worst is definitely editing, but doing the intro is like a distant second because I feel so like, hey, what's going on? You know.
1: come on down. All
0: right, all right. Um, hello world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. I'm joined today by my good friend. Tommy Brown. Say hey, Tommy.
1: Greetings, greetings.
0: So what's going on, man? How's your weekend been?
1: Oh, man, it's 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 been a typical uh, weekend for me. Uh, I've been doing, like, security uh, downtown, so, like, it just consists of me, like, just watching drunk people just... Dude, the craziest stuff
0: yeah sounds about right now we haven't been friends i mean we've been friends for what year and a half now
1: man it's been that long yeah now i know right getting old. <laughs> i know right definitely been since i don't want to say 15. Oh, okay cool it's actually, yeah i think it's actually been un, a little bit under a year i think we i
0: think we were approaching the year marks so i started at um the therns in april of 15. so we've been friends a little over a year what really bonded us is we formed beer pong team and i like to say i like to think we were pretty formidable like we we held our own we had some good wins
1: definitely definitely definitely. sack attack
0: yeah sack attack forever the only thing i gotta hold against you though is that you're a cowboys fan I that that uh
1: hey like i always tell everyone i grew up in houston before yeah. the texans were even a thing it was it was the Cowboys and it was the first team I was introduced to and it just stuck from there.
0: So uh, how old are you, how old are you, Tommy? I don't think are you? Uh, I'm 26. How old are you?
1: 24.
0: Oh wow, dude! I to, shit, I thought. I, don't take this the wrong way, man. I thought you were older than me. Oh,
1: it's, it's the facial hair. It always does. It. It's <laughs> the facial
0: hair. Yeah, and my lack of facial hair. <laughs>
1: yeah. I um, turned 24 in March.
0: Oh, nice. Happy belated birthday. And you are actually also recently married.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am.
0: Yeah. How was that?
1: It's, uh, look at any typical marriage in, like, a, a movie. Yeah. And that pretty much sums it up. It's like, you get the, the happiness of it, and then afterwards it's just like, uh.
0: Day-to-day shit.
1: to uh, <laughs> day issues. Don't get me wrong. I love her.
0: Oh yeah, I know i' I've, I've met I've met Isis. she's a real she's a really cool chick man. I really dug her. like I haven't gotten hung out with her a lot, but what little I have, I definitely like definitely like her. So what was your what like you you listened to my last podcast last episode yeah, yeah. talking about my brother getting married actually next weekend mm. if you could tell just real quick you know anybody who's getting married or thinking about getting married what helped you make that decision what 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 would be your pointers if you had to say
1: My pointers would be to marry someone that is willing to stick it out through you when you're at your worst That's I'm, good advice. I don't I don't mean as you know you are intentionally going out and doing things to hurt this person. I mean, a person that's there to stick with you when you aren't sure of who you are or what you want to be and they're there to support you and help you try to discover yourself. Even if they're still trying to discover themselves, they're mm-hmm. still there with you.
0: Okay, yeah, that's it's kind of what my brother said, being a good teammate, being a good partner and all that shit. That definitely makes a lot of sense. So what was your real quick, what was your wedding day like?
1: So just like I said, when I listened to your other podcast, I, I did cry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey,
0: no shame, I, I man, did. this is a judge-free zone.
1: It was no, no, like, um, I mean, it's, it's really like, like you see in the movies, like the music mixed with the setting mixed with, you know, just being really happy. And it just really creates this like harmony of that moment. And I mean, it's, it just, it gets really beautiful. And I I swore to myself, even before I even thought about marriage that I would never (laughs) cry. And I told all my buddies, like, even while we was there, I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry. And my wife was like, oh, you better cry. And I'm like, heck no, I'm not going to do it. And then next thing you know, I'm just up there just... <laughs>
0: oh it's oh man i i gotta be honest i'm so i am so disappointed in myself that i didn't go because i said i was going to but i didn't work out and i i've apologized a thousand times i'll apologize a thousand and one times i'm sorry i couldn't have made made it man hey
1: it's it's cool the less amount of people that saw me cry the (laughs) (laughs) better.
0: So you're also ISIS has a a daughter or a son? I forget. Son. I guess stepfatherhood. What's that like, man? Well, first off, how long it's, have you how long have you and ISIS been together?
1: Going on, is if not six years, going on six years.
0: Oh, okay. So like you've watched what's his
1: name? Uh, Le
0: So you've watched him grow up. So you're you're are yeah. you yeah? Yeah. So what's stepfatherhood like for you, man?
1: It's it's challenging I'm, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it it could be one of those experiences that could be really smooth if you know the other you know male figure in it mm-hmm. is cooperating mm-hmm. but um in my case it's that's not really the the thing oh. i mean it's, it's not as bad as it was But it it definitely has its challenges, you know, when in the area of knowing when you can, you know, kind of enforce your your role as, you know, another parent. And when you have to kind of, you know, step aside because you're not the kid's, you know, actual parent, so to speak.
0: That's tricky, man.
1: biological.
0: Yeah, that sounds really tricky, man. Okay, well, I mean, you're a family man now, shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I never would have guessed it at this age
0: yeah I, it's guys like you I guess I don't know if inspire is the right word you know i'm I'm glad that there are guys like you out there because if the world was full of guys like me the the species would have died out generations ago. <laughs> Well, tell me more about your background man. What do you what do you into? What do you what what get you going in the in your free time and what do you do for fun?
1: Uh, I would I w- see myself as like a jack of all trades like this mm-hmm. this so much. I draw sometimes, I read, I just like bought a freaking acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah, I learned how to play it just because, you know, I listen to, you know, rock and other types of music again. Okay i just decided i wanted to play video games of course
0: yeah you guys me and tommy are in a group chat with two of our other friends who will hopefully be on the pod soon rather than sooner rather than later y'all talk about 2k and division all day those are the texts i (laughs) ignore
1: yeah, so I, I mean, I wish they had like a filter for you, so you just like know which ones are towards
0: you. Nah, man, it's cool. Like, th- but then there'll be other times where we'll talk about music, or we'll talk about something else where one of the other guys in the group doesn't, you know, isn't is that familiar with, or some shit like that. So it it's give and take, man. It, we don't always talk yeah. about the same thing, but we do have a lot in common. We do talk about a lot of different shit in that group chat.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: The first I heard of you, the first impression that I I heard was. That you're a very deep guy. And I've been told I'm a deep guy. We get we like to talk very deep philosophical terms. L- well, let me ask you this. Are you
1: religious? Mm, I'm agnostic. I'd uh, say that.
0: Okay, good. That's that's something we can tackle together because I am an atheist. While I respect agnosticism. Oh, God, I butchered that. While <laughs> I, I, I find it difficult to wrap my head around. Because it just seems like to have a belief in a higher power or, you know, supernatural or, you know, metaphysical beings and stuff like that, it just seems like maybe is such a – to be so open-minded about the topic would drive me crazy because I like to have a definitive answer, at least in my mind. I like to, you know, have an answer. Just leaving – just having like a maybe or a possibly. That seems so nexus, I guess, is the word for it. How do you – so how do you get your head around that? Do you just let it roll off your shoulders and just live your life or is it something you think about regularly? a
1: little bit of both it's it's kind of like you have to find that balance yeah because like said being agnostic I, i don't you know of course care about you know typical religion but i am aware that there's so much in this world that i probably would never see or things that happen that i can't even wrap my head around for it to already be in place before i was even created had to me gives some type of indication that you know there has to be some type of force or something that created everything i don't feel that we just popped up out the ground and just here Mm -hmm. so i mean with anything that we can probably wrap our minds around or even think of to me there's a chance that it could in some shape form exist i mean Mm. i don't Okay. See why it couldn't have.
0: So basically you're saying, I can't prove none of this doesn't exist, so I can't, on premise, rule it out. Is that fair to say? Okay.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Well, let me ask you, were you raised in a religious household? Did you have a religious upbringing?
1: It wasn't a strict religious upbringing. There were times, you know, where we went to, like, a Baptist church. I even actually got baptized myself and one of those things that it was something I chose to do when I got baptized I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think I got baptized until I was like maybe 19 okay you know now that I think about it, it wasn't really for the whole religious reason it was just something that kind of just did and that even more than anything kind of you know goes with my agnostic view now that, that there's these rites of passage and rituals and stuff that you do and in the end it doesn't really mean anything if you don't believe it in yourself
0: yeah absolutely i totally agree i was raised catholic first off i was baptized traditionally babies are baptized catholic very young almost immediately i went to catholic school from third grade to ninth grade the thing is i was raised catholic but i was always kind of skeptical back in in the back of my mind but there was a time in my life where i was an altar server i was i was really catholic i was part of my christian youth organization i was i was very religious and then i can't
1: picture you
0: as that oh yeah Yeah. you oh dude you wouldn't believe believe this 14 year old john 15 year old john super catholic republican can you believe that
1: it is it's frightening, actually.
0: Yeah. When you live a very sheltered, very conservative life as a kid, you, you, you kind of, like, embrace that. But when you kind of start stepping out into the real world, I feel like that that definitely shakes you out of it. So That, that I can agree with. I, it really was, like, high school, around 18, 19. Uh, I just I couldn't wrap my mind around it. i subdue it anymore. My skepticism, my... I just I couldn't get past it. What really did it for me, a journalist actually crystallized it perfectly, that is my go-to for why I do not believe there is a God. I, I, I cannot rule out that there isn't a God, but I just believe there is, there is no God. So it's the problem of evil. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but some people in, who might be listening are not. Basically, if God created everything, he, that means he also created evil. Therefore, he is responsible for all the bad that also happens in the world, not just the good. The quote that got it for me that really sticks in my brain every time I think about it is, so you either have a God, Oh, wait, I'm butchering it. Oh, shit, I gotta. Hey guys, this is John. I'm recording this after I recorded the initial episode. I just wanted to clarify and give credit to the quote I was trying to get out earlier. The quote is from Tracy Harris. She says, You either have a God who sends child rapists to rape children, or you have a God who simply watches it and says, When you're done, I'm going to punish you. If I could stop a person from raping a child, I would. That is the difference. Between me and your God. Now, in my shuffle to track down that quote, while I was doing that, Tommy started singing. So enjoy Tommy singing Careless Whisper.
1: I never thought of dance again. <laughs> dance, dance,
0: oh man.
1: No careless whisper. No. Oh I love
0: dude, Careless Whisper gets down. I love I love when not know that
1: song existed until deadpool dead pool, not gonna lie. Are
0: you serious?
1: quite serious and now every time I even start to even hum it, it's stuck in my head for the rest of the day.
0: just to reiterate it's basically so it's just the right. fact that like the mantra that uh, I got a lot as in Catholic school and I'm sure you got this being baptized in, t- in a Baptist church was that God is all good everything that God does is good but I'm like but if God created everything that means he could have not created evil so what happened there so so what, what what's your take on that?
1: it, it kind of for me it's it speaks to um, the need of balance in the world yes with like I said we always talk about good and evil I don't I can't say I I inherently see everything as either or yes I kind of just see as you know stuff just happens okay and Sometimes it sucks, and, and sometimes it doesn't. There was a quote that I saw, and it was like, life is fair because it's unfair to everyone. Hmm, interesting. When, yeah, so in the situation you were talking about, where, okay, there's this pedophile who rapes this child. Yes. Or, you know, the situation where something happens to stop this pedophile from raping the child. Yes. Inherently, unfortunately, there are people in this world who probably were created just to suffer,
0: unfortunately
1: yes. while there's some who prosper without having to worry about a thing mm-hmm. and that kind of bestows this balance across the world that there are some people who just unfortunately come into this world just to be a martyr while others are here to reap the benefit mm-hmm. and then you get everyday people who are just in the middle yeah that, you know we have our good we have our bad yeah. so to speak
0: so you you would say that if there is a god then he's not this mortal arbiter he's just a creator and he kind of just lets things happen you would say
1: yeah i would say that if we are looking at the cuss of of if he is good or bad then you have to not look at it as the good or bad for a single individual Mm -hmm. but as the good or bad for the planet Mm -hmm. like how would the planet be if everything was just perfect like if there was no strife type of no hurricane yeah, yeah. yeah no nothing like would it get to that point to where it's so perfect that it's imperfect because it's it's so mundane that you know that would mean that everything happened perfectly and there would be no no variable no point really there's just yeah hmm. yeah It's interesting versus if it you know
0: if it, everything wasn't perfect and it was just chaos then you know of course nothing you know wouldn't be able to function yeah okay so basically uh, you have to to appreciate the sunshine you got to have a few storms basically
1: yeah that's down is definitely something that i like I point out to i'm kind of getting off topic but like it, it applies with everything Mm -hmm. Uh, to people that's like in marriages and people who always feel like that they are constantly, you know, getting crapped on by life. And it's like, you can remember when it storms badly. Like, you can remember pretty much the time, date, and all that other stuff. But how many times do you really just take in in consideration or remember when it was just a really beautiful day outside?
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I think we do get lost in, well... I, I say we. I don't want to be that general. There are types of people. There are certain people who do overly focus on the negative and stuff like that. But to address your point of can't, you know, if everything was perfect, then then it would really kind of defeat the purpose. You need strife. You need challenges to, in order to in order to you know live a full life. It's just yeah. that it's then I'll concede though. If there is a God, if I, I'll stipulate, I would say that. He at least has to be indifferent. I I just can't buy that God is all good and all loving. You know what I'm saying?
1: I I would agree with you that, you know, it's one of the reasons why we don't agree that. You know with the religion aspect of yes it. Like i said I don't you know like i said i do believe there's a high being but i don't think it, he's as holy and stuff as you know the bible and other stuff make it to be that you know he could only do good and everything else i mm-hmm. just think that you know he created stuff and you know he he gives us all a, a, a instinct mm-hmm. and it's up to us whether or not we go through it and you know with everything else morals values all that good stuff
0: yeah now i can respect that i just can't buy the I mean, I, I can't say if this is if this is true of all religions. I, I'm pretty sure this is specific to Catholicism, but I just had a problem with, you know, Catholic guilt. I'm sure you're familiar, but like God is all loving and anything that ever goes wrong must be your fault. And it's just like, I could never, I, I just could never wrap my head around the fact that God doesn't get blamed more often for bad <laughs> shit happening, you know? Another big question. I told you this is gonna be a deep, this is gonna be a deep conversation. We're going into it because very few people outside of you a few other people i know are willing to willing to dive these deep in this shit and stuff like that so so what do you think the meaning of life is if you had to like if someone you know i'm asking you tommy tell me the meaning of life do you think it's a generalized answer do you think it's a subjective answer an individual by individual case so what do you what do you feel like that is
1: Uh, i would say it's it's very subjective yes i mean simply for the fact that I said we all created differently so things that you value I might not and vice versa so yeah. I mean the purpose of the life for me I mean simply just live and experience okay I said we get caught up too much in the the struggles of everyday life to appreciate a lot of the beauties. It's it's a for, unfortunate like how our side and everything else is set up to where we can't in really enjoy it unless you know we're part of that percentage that doesn't have to struggle for anything.
0: Yeah,
1: you know we're you know not part of that the percentage that can get up and be like you know what I'm gonna go to the beach in cancun and just be gone yeah versus the others who have to get up go to work deal with crap and then come home and you know most of the day is already gone yeah like i said I, I really feel that the purpose should be to live and experience but like i said that's that's just me
0: one theory i've i've heard bounce back and forth is just that it's our purpose is simply biological and evolutionary that you know just to procreate the species make babies and conquer the earth right you know like Become the mm-hmm. dominant species. Do you think do you think that has some merit or what?
1: Um, I think it has some. Like, I mean, I, I feel that it, it entwines with it to keep things going so yeah. that, of course, you know, the race continues. But I don't think that's fully what it's about. Because mm. I feel those people who feel that it's just strictly about, you know, biological are one of the main people that probably bash gay and lesbian couples and things like that. Yeah, Which, I mean me personally, I think that like I said going going back to my just being broad about everything way of thinking that people who are born to be Gay and other stuff like to me way I began to think of it. It was just like they say biological. It's it's one of those things that they develop over time to possibly help us this overpopulation that people always go on about. Yeah, that you know we're too populated and all this and that we're killing you know using up all the resources. Well, okay, we got this guy and this other guy who's not gonna you know you know reproduce anything so that seems like a win-win so why are we you know getting mad at them when they're doing us a favor
0: i've heard talk about that some you know psychologists believe that or evolutionary psychologists believes that different variations of sexuality were more accepted in our modern culture because the 20th century and you could say 20th 19th and probably a little bit of the 18th century we, we really live in an age where survival is not necessarily the the most the biggest priority right now we've conquered germs to an extent we've conquered viruses we've we've conquered n- nature to a point where it doesn't matter if i never have a kid or my neighbor doesn't have a kid, we're not desperate anymore. So people who don't necessarily subscribe to the same heteronormative lifestyle that you and I have, there have always been people who are, you know, homosexual, that we've accepted it more because it's not a big deal anymore. Like we don't, we don't see it as this like imperative to, to procreate and to have a wife or a spouse of the different, different gender or however. Now we live in an age where we have such opportunity and freedom that we just, let people live their lives now we don't have to control people anymore to make sure the species survives
1: I, I, I can
0: agree with that shifting shifting gears here you texted me there was a topic you wanted to talk about you wanted to talk about domestic violence What did, what, what specifically did you want to talk about man
1: kind of the cusp of it. The the reason that that I even brought it up um, is because like I feel so many people are like unaware of it, and I'm not. And I'm not talking about unaware of you know what you generally see on TV, which yeah. is a man being a woman. Yes. But just of the whole spectrum of it and like how it's incorporated with, unfortunately, the, the male, I'm going to say, psyche, like yeah. the way we are built from being from a child. Mm-hmm. I attended LSU for a bit, and one of the courses I took was a gender equality class. Oh. The professor was actually gay, and he was, I mean, he was cool. Like, I think he might have been, like, the best teacher I've ever had at LSU. And one of the things that we read and stuff was showing the amount of domestic violence cases and stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. And and the the number I can't think of the number at the moment, but the number of women. Abusing men cases That are like Filed Is pretty big To say that You know It's not promoted On TV It's not talked about Yeah Like it's not even Heard of And then you also have Domestic abuse Against you know Gay couples And stuff like that Like amongst them That Mm -hmm. isn't talked about Yeah And it's It's really Irritating to me That we Continue to Like I said Show commercials And stuff And focus only On one aspect of it Mm -hmm. and ignore everything else and i feel that a lot of it has to do with you know the most i'm not gonna say the most important one but like the main one up front that most people would even go looking at would be you know man and woman yeah and so my thing is all right so as as men we are raised the we're taught that we're supposed to be tough Yeah. Not show emotions, pretty much. Aggressive,
0: masculine, yeah, that kind of stuff.
1: Fearless, all that good stuff. Yeah. So then, when you get in a situation, you know, okay, so there's two situations. One where this guy isn't any of those, where, you know, he's a pacifist. He, you know, he's not looking to be aggressive. He's not none of that, but he finds a woman that is. Mm -hmm. So now, because he doesn't exhibit none of that, she beats on him Mm -hmm. that leaves him in what position wants to either take it and not say anything because if he does you know people will emasculate him even more yeah not even taking serious or fight back which then he's still gonna get crucified as well yeah so it's like what do you do in that situation well
0: there's always the third option of leaving
1: yeah if he theoretically speaking if he leaves who's to say that that cycle doesn't continue
0: yeah that's true
1: so getting rid of that third option if he's only presented with these two choices what does he do cause I mean like I said with the first one he can't speak out about it because he's not going to really get any support. I mean, even now, if you see most people, they see a, a girl slapping a guy they'll just watch and yeah. not care but as soon as he hits her bam it, it, everything goes out the window yeah
0: yeah i would say that there is this double standard like i'm not but a lot of women are outspoken and critical of of the double standards in women's lives how men have a lot easier in a lot of aspects i feel like sometimes some women don't respect the double standards that we have and this is a case of the double standard for us where if we are attacked by someone woman specifically because in our culture we're we're always we always expect women. men to be tougher than women or whatever if we see a woman hitting a guy we're like well he must have done something to deserve it and stuff like that he could easily end the conflict immediately so i I hear where you're coming from that it's a double standard it's there's a there's an issue
1: i feel like this standard started where men had all the power to where if a man said something that was it and now we're at this function where okay yeah you know women have a say so and not every woman is this frail yeah. weak entity object that we still label them as. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen girl that's no bigger than toothpick that has the aggressiveness of a pit bull. Yeah. Even me I'm like, you know, I I would see myself as, you know, a pretty Yeah, you you, know, you big can handle person. yourself. Yeah,
0: you can handle yourself.
1: And even I'm like, hey, I wouldn't, you know, feel comfortable with that charging at me and trying to go to town on me without wanting yeah. to defend myself yeah and it it's just like i said it's it's really really upsetting that we we still live by these double standards and aren't willing to evolve out of it yeah not not saying that there's not women who want to get get out of the shadow of it but there's still from what i've seen so many women that hold on to it because i mean we as a society still hold on to it
0: i hear what you're saying it's just that let's just be clear we don't want anybody hitting anybody it's i'm not not
1: at all yeah i'm a
0: i'm a pacifist i I don't believe in violence i really think it's a very barbaric way of of approaching things you know instigating In in an ideal world tommy don't take this personally, but I wish your job didn't exist. I wish we didn't need security. I wish we didn't need this kind of stuff. Because, But people act like idiots and people act like animals. And so yeah. violence is never the answer. I really, I abhor violence. It's just that...
1: Like, the ease your mind, I have yet to have to really get physical with anyone. <laughs> I'm, not, you know, I'm not a small person, yeah. but I'm not an overly large person. Yeah, but, nobody's you know, caught
0: these hands yet, huh?
1: Yeah, I, I've been able to just be like, hey, you need to leave and you know just go ahead and kind of escort them or push them out without any conflict
0: i think what we're getting at is the fact that female on male abuse is underreported and underappreciated i think is what we're trying to get across
1: yeah it is definitely unappreciated and so is any pretty much any domestic violence oh yeah
0: well i have a theory as to why domestic violence overall you know, man on woman, woman on man, man on man, woman on, woman on woman. You know, and everything that falls in between. I think my theory is that it's such a hard pill to swallow, and it's such a nuanced, complicated issue. Nuance and sophistication. It's not like common sense. It's not hell. Even common sense isn't common. But we're talking about higher level thinking here, and just and it's really hard to talk about. And so instead of adapting our our culture to talk about it. We just ignore it, and we try and you know, yeah, blinders we sweep it
1: on. Under the rug. I, th- I can definitely agree with that. I would say that, in a sense, sweeping it under the rug—like we, we, we don't. Uh, I lost it. I, I definitely lost that one. <laughs>
0: it's oh, all good man. man it's all good
1: i had it it was in the bag i had it and then it fell off a cliff
0: oh man don't you hate when that happens but so have you if i can ask are have you ever been personally affected by domestic violence do you know anybody anyone close to you or have you experienced it do you i mean have you um
1: well slightly yeah i would say i've never been in a fist fight with my my current uh wife the most we got into was kind of a, a push between you know each other we both pushed each other that was the the closest yeah this is one of those things that i just i really wish that we could just make it like a lot of things i look at i like to break us down as humans to the bare minimum pretty much animalistic levels bring us down to as if we were lying and how you know in the animal kingdom. Yes, we have all our morals and everything knows, but when we break it down, we're just animals. As, as sophisticated as we call ourselves, there's a lot of animals that the structure of their families are a lot better than ours. Yeah. A lot better. Everyone knows their place that of course they fight or whatever thing it's not always that you know the fight ends in death or anything else it's just hey this is your place bam that's it and they move
0: on i gotta disagree with you on something while while we are biologically classified as animals i really dislike when that logic that we're well we're just animals because i feel like it's a cop-out I've, I've heard a lot of guys use that excuse or a lot of people just use that excuse well we're animals we, we, what do you want from us i'm like but that's the thing we're human we are animals but we're also a level above because i think majority of animals can't resist those urges can't resist those instinctual reactions or actions but we can like most of us can we have a we have a higher function we can we can comprehend complex you know mathematics physics all this philosophy you have to choose to want to be above animal level you, you are pu- fully capable of doing it you have to, to want to and i feel like people who say well i'm just well, we're all animals what are you gonna do i'm a man whatever that's such a cop-out like you that's that's just excusing bad behavior you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i could I, i'd like to interject with with if we're so above the animals mm-hmm. as as we feel we are because as, as you say it's it's purely you know, a choice and, and everything else that we are so above these animals that you know our brains work differently and everything else, then why do we still have all these issues if we're so high function over the simplistic nature of these animals that we have all this senseless killing, fighting versus these animals? If we're, if we're that much more better than them, why does their society function easier than ours? Well, Granted that they, yeah. they don't have to think as much or comprehend everything, thing yeah but is that not possibly the reason that we struggle so much is because we sit there and put too much uh, too much emphasis on certain aspects, like all our morals and everything else. Well, like, You don't have to make this internal judgment about who you are as a person to decide how you should act.
0: Well, I will say that as far as your why do we have problems if we're so evolved, and I think it really is, it's the fact that we are we are animals. And we ha- while we are capable of great things, we're capable of higher function, we're capable of such good things, such complex things, such artistic things, but we also have the same limitations as an animal. What I think happens is the reason why we we do bad things. Besides, you know, your sociopaths who just don't give a fuck. We, we have the limitations of an animal. Higher capabilities, but we also have the limitations. And what I'm trying to say is what happens to an animal when it's backed into a corner or when it's afraid for its life. It, it lashes out. It does destructive things. It does self-destructive things. So I think that a lot of morally bad things that we do as a species comes from our fear and our selfishness and our our ego and we have a greater potential to do good but we also have the same if not worse potential to do bad does that does that make sense
1: yeah
0: oh. <laughs> i'm sorry that was, that was a mouthful
1: I mean, so I, I would argue that okay so with the animals you say when they're backed into a corner yes yeah. and and they lash out when, when i think of the animals doing that I think of, okay, their lifestyles consisted of, we always hit survival of fittest. If you're not the biggest strongest, if you're not adapted at what you're doing, you, you die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're gonna get killed, you're gonna be eaten by the next predator or whatever. I feel that things that we do as human are in a sense kind of excess because we don't have to live that way. To where yeah. every day isn't necessarily a constant survival of fittest unless you're homeless. Mm-hmm. Which then, a lot of situations, if something catastrophic were to happen, we would inadvertently revert back to that level of thinking. Like, all the times we see, you know, there are popular movies and stuff like that where a person has to make this very, you know, tough decision of, hey, are we going to kill this person or leave them and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there's always the people are like, no, I would have went back for him and all this and that. And I'm like, why? like just like animals react and adapt to their surroundings and as of now we're so cushioned by everything that we have that if taken at a moment's notice a lot of us wouldn't survive
0: yeah i would agree but is that a bad thing is yes compassion is a luxury i'll i'll be the first to admit that doesn't seem like a very natural thing but i mean Isn't it redeeming to have compassion, wouldn't you say?
1: It all boils down to where are you going to put, like I said, these morals that we are taught when it comes to a back-against-the-wall situation?
0: Yeah, it's a a great question.
1: Is is your compassion for this person going to override saving yourself like it comes down to a point that you have to consider your morals and the situation like are you going to put yourself in this situation to help this individual in a situation that they are in that could possibly lead to you yourself getting injured killed or whatever and then you have to think would this person do the same yeah but now what if you sit there and do all this and they run and they just leave you to deal with the issues so now you've just put yourself in harm's way for pretty much nothing yeah. and now there's consequences
0: i will say that the defining aspect of all life is self-preservation yes yes it's very interesting the only time i ever feel like self-preservation is overridden is in the cha- in the case of you know being a parent you you definitely would sacrifice something uh, that's in your best interest the interest of your children so I, I would agree that is also a very animalistic instinct you know we, yes, we gotta is. we gotta preserve we got We've got to take care of our offspring You know Because usually they can't Thin for themselves And mm-hmm. it's our responsibility So I don't even know What the fuck we're talking about anymore Man We, we went off the rails Like a long time ago
1: <laughs> Hey that's, that's exactly what happens When you When you have A, a good the conversation that I mean a lot of things we talk about in in the sense they intertwine because it all basically revolves around life itself and how we perceive it
0: yeah I'm just thinking about in the episode description I'm like what the hell am I gonna write I don't even know how to boil the all this shit down
1: <laughs> just the question marks we started at one thing it ended wherever we ended yeah
0: we gotta we gotta we gotta move on because I feel like we're gonna talk we could talk three hours about all this shit so let's 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 keep it to something light no, see, I, we did, I did sports last week with my brother. And like, Do you have anything to say about the finals?
1: I mean, I'm not a big basketball fan, so I mean, okay. I don't too much care for LeBron. I, I, I don't like, I don't care too much about favoritism in any sport. Yeah. So, I hate when, you know, the star athlete gets that extra benefit of the doubt in certain stuff. That's just my pet peeve with it, period. But, yeah. I mean, I'm happy the finals are over, period, and... Let's go for football.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, God, football. How do you think your Cowboys are going to do this year?
1: Pretty much it, with my division, it, if Romo gets hurt, we lose. If he stays healthy, we win the division and have a chance to be in the playoffs. That's, that's pretty much how that goes.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I don't expect a lot from my Saints this year. I think we're just going to be middle of the pack. I hope we can win the division, maybe. I don't know. Maybe if Carolina has a I mean, shitty year. i
1: say, yeah, you got to hope Cam isn't pissed off after last year.
0: Yeah, for real. So... I'm a big film guy if you if you've noticed. What what would you say your favorite film is if you had to say?
1: Favorite film easily would be
0: 300. Oh wow, really?
1: Just I mean, when I first seen that movie, I was just blown away. I'm big into Greek mythology and stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna say big as in like I know everything. Yeah. but that is one of my things that I, I enjoy learning about or mm-hmm. learning new stuff about.
0: You like some, you know, eclectic things. You know, just some, you know, out of the ordinary things.
1: It's not really out of the ordinary. It's just like when I took a I took a Greek mythology class in LSU, and a lot of these stories they well, not I'm not gonna say a lot, but there's some stories that they they talked about that were the equivalent to some of the stories that people saw in the bible like if not word for word the same just a, like a splitting image
0: yeah of it. there's a lot of overlap and there's a lot of shared narratives yeah yeah so so,
1: so when, yeah. when i saw 300 i was yeah. just like man spartans awesome blood awesome
0: yeah that movie will amp you up like you're you, like I remember when I got out the theater the first time I saw it I was in high school and I was just like fuck yeah let's go fucking like do something let's go like <laughs> let's go work out or something like that fuck let's go Somebody in the pit. I know. Let's go kick some ass. So, that is a very, it's a very guy movie. While some women might like that movie, you know, for the barely clothed, ripped guys, like, it's a very guy action movie because, like, it is all about, like, yeah, let's fucking kick some ass and take some names and kill some people. I liked it a lot. i, I Did you and see the. disclosure, I
1: yeah. do not like it just because there's <laughs> naked men <are>
0: around. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, there Women liked it because. I know, I
1: know but she was like, yeah, you know, there's who, who like because you know there's just naked guys I'm like wait hold on let me clarify <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> uh, I understand that there's a lot of pretty much naked guys and i understand the back history of spartans and how there was pretty gay stuff going on yeah but
0: what's funny know, is <laughs> if you recall in the movie when leonidas calls the athenians those boy lovers it's like well actually <laughs> Sparta also really did, you and, um, know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had some man on man things going on. Yeah, man it's, love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But,
1: but
0: um you want to start wrapping up i got a, i got that questionnaire i can ask you we i feel like that's gonna start some dialogue uh, have you ever watched inside the actor studio do you know what do you know what that show is at all no. okay no. cool well, it's all good but basically it was a you know it's a talk show where uh this host james lipton would at the end of every episode he borrowed this questionnaire in- invented by this french journalist named bernard pavot and it's just a questionnaire. It's one of my favorites, and I'm a shameless imitator, so I'm borrowing it because I feel like it's very insightful. You can learn a lot about a person through it. Um, okay, right off the bat, and these answers are very flexible, so you know, do what you got to do. So, what is your favorite word?
1: Favorite word? Nonchalant.
0: It's a good word. It's a good word.
1: Because it, it describes me like in like a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, I, I just don't really care.
0: Okay. I would acknowledge that you are a very chill as fuck kind of guy. So okay. Question two: What is your least favorite word?
1: that's actually a tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not too much gets under my skin to where I, I can rank something as my least favorite. I, I guess I would have to say being called like weak or something.
0: Like oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Something demoting to me not being. Okay. I say strong enough to yeah. do something
0: yeah okay all right well what turns you on it, it can be emotionally creatively you know physically spiritually what
1: what would what, what? I, I would say i mean first it'd be like you know of course looks i, I like tall women don't know why. i Can't okay. fully explain why. It's just something. I mean, I guess because it's the product of living down here, and then I uh, I lived in Houston, and there's not too many tall women. Yeah. So it's like when I see someone that's actually taller than me, you know, like I'm six foot. So someone's taller than me, I'm just like, oh, well.
0: I that's interesting.
1: That. <laughs> yeah. so My God. You you that like that?
0: It's a it's a you like the fact that it's a rarity. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, exoticness. That I think that's the one. Some some stuff that's not the ordinary. So okay. like, if you can present yourself as something that's D- distinct. Yes, yeah, not a common feature or something. Then that's yeah, like, like open mindedness yeah. or humor. Like
0: yeah, definitely. You, know, if you have
1: a weird sense of humor that gets me going. Yeah. Not you know to you know hey you know you maybe laugh let's go get in bed but like that makes me <laughs> interested <laughs> um, in
0: you. Okay, uh, so on the flip side, what turns you off?
1: If you smoke, like, cigarettes. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: My brother said the same thing. So that doesn't bother me as much as... I
1: mean, if you're not one of those people that have to smoke every second of the day to where, like, every time you breathe, I smell a cigarette, then okay. If you have to take one and you be done, then I can get over that. But if you're just a constant smoker, no. That and being being the,
0: the cool stereotypical loud and obnoxious girl yeah like that is just uh. yeah i i totally feel you like i'm just obnoxious people in general i just uh i can't stand them
1: yeah
0: okay so i think this is everyone's generally this is everyone's favorite question what is your favorite curse word
1: <laughs> all of them <laughs>
0: you don't discriminate
1: no, it like I grew up watching South Park. So oh yeah, I'm a fuck person yeah. That like might call you like a donkey raping cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just be happy about it. Oh man, like, You're... That, that is me.
0: <laughs> You're an uncle fucker. Yes, it's true. Nobody fucks uncles quite like yes. you.
1: <laughs> yes, like. Oh
0: man, yeah, oh, dude. Mean,
1: such a sentence enhancer i mean i i, I try to stay away from this one i don't have to but like amongst friends i just let y'all have it yeah like, i would I agree yeah
0: it, uh i you know my go-to is god fucking damn it but you know jesus fucking christ that's also a classic Uh eh,
1: Jesus fucking christ just doesn't roll out the tongue as well for me
0: okay or as mr garrison would say jesus tap dancing christ <laughs> <laughs> okay what sound or noise do you love
1: i would say it's a it's a tie of well i went on a cruise for my wedding mm-hmm. so being able to hear the the ocean yeah the waves of the ocean and leaves like the the, the wind going through trees and it, it just yeah. makes that little soothing kind of rustle yeah
0: love it yeah i totally i totally get that i don't really know if this is a sound it's more of a sensation but there is a distinct sound i think to it you you know when you just like Crawl into bed and you kind of wrap yourself up in your covers and that, and you just feel like the the fabrics on top of each other and the like your body sink into the cushion. You know that, and you can just hear your breathing slow down. You know that, that that's uh, that's like the most relaxing thing on the planet.
1: I I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, is there? I think it's, like, more like a a, a a sound that goes off in your head. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. I don't think it's yeah. really hearable. Like, you
0: can kind of hear the world start slowing down, you know, like that kind of... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, the opposite. What sound and yeah. noise do you hate?
1: So then, like, just like, I don't know if it's hearable, but, like, have you ever, like, I want to say, like, eaten some type of candy or eaten... Something and it makes like this kind of like screechy. I want to say like it on plastic noise as oh, you bite into it.
0: Kind of, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about.
1: It just, oh, that is the worst sound for me. Like, I, 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 I can't remember exactly what I like eating, but like, there's a certain time like where if I bite into it, it, just makes like that little, yeah, plastic rubbing if you've ever seen it like on a show or been to someone's house and they had like the plastic on the furniture and oh like yeah it's on it and it makes that stretching noise or something yeah and it's really sharp
0: yeah what's the sound or noise i hate Ooh, that's a toughie i gotta think about this give me a second hmm do, do, shut the do, fuck do. up <laughs> <laughs> you know just people who you, you know i love lucy right yeah you know she has that uh, kind of whine, oh,
1: like that uh, Lois Griffin type of voice. Yeah,
0: or no, not the not the voice. It's the whining. I can't stand that whine. That's really nasally. Well, uh,
1: well, like it, it sounds like at any moment in time, like she might go off like a tea kettle.
0: That whining. Well, I guess in general, I just hate like whining. Like I hate. Yeah, I hate I, that. Like, if something's not going right, like, uh, 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 it's, oh, I hate that shit. I'm just like, oh, God, did you, you know, if you need to do that, can you just, like, internalize it?
1: <laughs> well, take, take it outside. Just take, just take go, it outside. Go in the other room. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: Okay, so, what profession other than your own would you like to
1: attempt? I would love to be a freaking game designer. Ooh, like, yeah. have something dealing with creating a game. Okay. If I ever became a game designer, it just
0: you know I I, I graduated in psychology, and at, for a time I wanted to be a therapist, and I w- I would still would like to be a therapist or like a counselor you know help people who need to talk talk about shit. Um, oh God, but... John,
1: are you gonna try to be one of those therapists that <laughs> that hits on his his. This, this female uh never
0: as uh, well. no, I'm I'm you may find it hard to believe, but I actually can be quite professional when I need to be. No, but I would I would love to be a therapist, but the schooling like I got out of school, I graduated from LSU in four and a half years, and then I realized to get where I want to go, that's like another another four years. And I just like I can't I can't do it. And so but I would love I would love to be a therapist. I I really I like Talking to people, I like hearing people's opinions. I I love that's part of the reason why I started this podcast because I love people's opinions. I love people's thoughts. I love I love hearing how people think. I I, I love people's opinions and perspectives. So I, that would be really good. And I like and I like and I think a lot of people, a lot more people should have therapy in their lives. I feel like it can do a lot of good for a lot of people. On the other hand, what profession would you not like to do? Like I know you probably never want to go back to retail but so what's something else you would never want to do
1: it's it's kind of in the same lines of retail like I, I would never want to be that salesperson that like has to walk up to people oh, like yeah. the, getting the, the sales by commission type of oh, person yeah,
0: definitely uh, like a, like a uh, car salesman you could never be a car salesman
1: yeah or like, like at one point somebody convinced me to like try and sell insurance and it was just the worst thing ever to try to like walk up to people and try to sell them something that they more than likely don't give a damn about at yeah.
0: this moment i totally yeah i, and, and I totally it's feel you
1: so awkward
0: yeah I, I i'm not a salesman either i couldn't i i really it's it's like eh, if you want this you can get it but i'm not gonna try and sell you on something you don't want so right
1: yeah i mean, hate it when they come to me and i'd be like yeah I want it punch you in the throat Get <laughs> away yeah.
0: I'm looking at my couch while I'm recording this and thinking about a job I wouldn't like to do furniture moving that would oh that would be the worst oh that sounds like backbreaking work
1: <laughs> wow that's kind of a, a weird like profession like yeah I am the, I am the goddamn best furniture mover this side of the Mississippi <laughs> I mean, no any it's... couch taken out of your house you call me yeah
0: <laughs> okay Last but certainly not least, tying into similarly what we were talking to earlier, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: (laughs) Oh, so I would like to walk up and God or whomever be like, welcome Tommy, I am Jesus, or God or whatever. And I want him to say in kind of like the Dave Chappelle, Rick James voice, (laughs) and then just be like, yeah. Enjoy yourself, and then, like <laughs> angels, come over here and have sex with Tommy.
0: God, oh man, Tommy, I love that answer.
1: <laughs> and I, I would, I would know right then and there that I have entered the greatest place. Oh man! In Kill contrast, me. though, if if that didn't happen and it was like hell, I expect it to be like. Yeah, so you know you ain't fucked up, right? <laughs> and then it'd just be like, I, I, I take it from, um, so like I've watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, yeah. And like there's a, a episode called Hand Banana where like Carl gets like raped by like this mutant dog the whole episode. Oh and he's like he's like yeah this is what i think hell is that you're just constantly being raped by dogs
0: oh my god yeah it doesn't sound pleasant (laughs)
1: right so in contrast if i hear yes so you know you're fucked up right and i'm like oh oh i'm in for it
0: if heaven exists you know or whoever's there waiting for me if they could just be like yo man welcome to the best party you'll ever experience that kind of shit like you know Everybody's cool Uh-oh. hair You know Drink as much as you want Eat as much as you want Fuck as much as you want It's like Okay That's cool Live it up I'm, I'm very simple like that But your Your answer definitely Definitely won that <laughs> Oh
1: come on John. You got a I mean just right now Think Seeing the the, uh, the Rick James thing. Oh yeah of course Think, think of God <laughs> Like standing in front of you Doing like the little Rick James Like when he was like Kind of like Waving towards him And yeah. he the little Orange glow behind yeah. him just thinking of him just going, Yeah, come on. It's it's time
0: to party. Yeah, that's exactly that
1: orange aura or whatever behind him. Well, it'd be heaven, so I guess it'll be golden.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be great, man. Like if if God could just be Dave Chappelle, Azric James, that that's all I'd need. <laughs>
1: oh, that's even better. I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for thanks for giving giving up an hour and
1: it's a great this is a great
0: talk man i really feel like we i mean fuck we need like five hours to talk about everything so but i think it really really well i guess i'll just talk to you later man hope you have a good good rest of your day off
1: i appreciate it and hey if you i say if you need i'll I'll be more than welcome to come back and speak mine and say other weird things (laughs) as well
0: okay well i think we should end on sack attack forever man
1: sack attack forever